0: The following contest is scheduled for one fall! Please welcome Mr. Freds! It's Friday, y'all, and you know exactly what that means. And if you don't know, you're about to find out, because it's time to listen to the classiest Canadian I know. It's time for the Fretzelmania podcast right here on WrestleLite Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. What is up, peeps, and welcome to episode... 137 in a row of the Fretzelmania podcast. I am the North American treasure, Mr. Fretz. It's time for a regime change in the WWE. Today I am reviewing Monday Night Raw from December 13th, 1999, the night after Armageddon. Stephanie McMahon has sided with Triple 888- H much to the chagrin of her dad, Vince McMahon. All that and more on this unusual episode of Fretzelmania. Stay tuned. But first, where's my remote control? Let's see what else is going on in the wacky world of pro wrestling. On the same night, we have WCW, Monday Nitro from the New Orleans Arena, in Nolens, Louisiana. The artist formerly known as Prince Ayakea with Paisley, a.k.a. Queen Charmel. Defeated the Maestro, accompanied by Symphony, aka Ryan Shamrock. Nitro Girl Spice defeated Medusa in one minute. I did not look into the rest of this. Buff Bagwell beat Burt Henning. In a bunkhouse brawl match, Double J Jeff Jarrett beat Chris Benoit. A no holds barred match went to a double count-out, make it make sense, Uh, Meng and Tank Abbott fought to a no contest, probably because either of them did not want to mess with, well, either of them. They are two of the most fearsome and feared people in the history of wrestling and MMA, respectively. A three-on-two handicap match had Asia... Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn beat Harlem Heat. Oh boy, this this is a slog. A suplex versus Powerbomb Challenge match. Sid Vicious with Sid Vicious, accompanied by Seth. Seth who? I don't know. Pro Wrestling Fandom Wiki just says Seth defeated Dr. Death Steve Williams with Oklahoma oh yikes in a tag team match playa playa David Flair in the total package beat DDP and sting Chris Canyon beat bam bam Bigelow a, a body bag mat okay sideberg here the Undertaker and the Ultimate Warrior had a series of of these body bag matches in the summer of 1991, right before a Warrior, you know, frigged off and got himself fired again. But it's Lash LaRue defeating Big Vito, who recently followed me on Instagram, so shout out to Big Vito, in about five minutes. Now, I know it's the mob versus, I don't know, Lash LaRue is from. L- New Orleans, so a hometown thing. I don't get it. A two on one handicap match saw, of all people, in 1999, God rest his soul. I believe he has, he has passed on. Yes, he has. Uh, Mister Wonderful Paul Orndorff beat trade of control the Harris twins in three minutes. Did I hear myself say? Three minutes? Nope, nope. I already been there. I already reviewed that. In a chair match... a the f- is this show? Russo. Roddy Piper beat Kurt Henning by Countout in a chair match. What? Uh, a lot of people think WCW... Ended in 2000. I think it's around here in 99. But also, Wrestling Bios just reviewed Super Brawl 1999 and it was a pile of crap. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Tag team title match in the main event. The Outsiders beat Bret Hart and Goldberg, who were champions for some reason. I believe the night after Starcade. And I think this would be Bret Hart's last match in ring until WrestleMania 26, if not a little while after this. Ooh, woof. That, that was a slog to read, let alone watch. I could only feel for people back in the day or feel for people like Mance who reviewed late era WCW. Oh man. Next up here was SmackDown that was taped uh, the night after this rendition of Monday Night Raw. So there's going to be a little bit of an overlap here before I get into the Raw show. So spoiler alert for the Raw show, uh, Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon left in a huff, basically leaving Stephanie and Triple H in charge to run the show. And there was a couple of things in here that had elements of that that we also saw on Raw on this very show. So, Chris Jericho defeated Prince Albert to retain the IC title. Okay. Kurt Angle beat Test by DQ, keeping his undefeated streak alive. Matt Hardy beat Jeff Hardy. Okay, we're going to see these two in tag team action tonight. X-Pac beat Corey... In 40 seconds. I don't want to know. I don't want to dig into this. It was probably spit X-Factor pin. Mankind beat Al Snow in a false Count Anywhere match. Al Snow continuing his trend of hardcore matches in 1999. Edge defeated Christian. So we had two tag teams facing each other here. So I guess Triple H is a glutton for punishment, if you will. The Acolytes beat the Mean Street Posse in an Acolytes Rules 2-on-3 handicap match in 26 seconds. Probably Clothesline from Hell, Dominator, 3DB, a.k.a. the Suplex Neckbreaker, and Double Powerbomb. And that's your match. Rikishi and Too Cool beat the Hollies and Viscera. The New Age Outlaws retained the Tag Team Championships... Against Briscoe and Patterson. Yeah, so the Stooges, I think, here were kind of trying to stick up for Mr. McMahon, but get their butts handed to them. And in the main event, Big Show versus The Rock for the world title ended in a no contest. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. Nope, not that one. That Triple H and DX got involved here making this match into a schmaz leading into a Triple H World title match that we're going to see in, I think, just a couple of weeks, or in uh, just after New Year's 2000. So that will be a future podcast episode. And now, finally, it's Monday Night Raw, December 13th, 1999, from the Ice Palace in Tampa, Florida. A little ironic, because tonight on... Uh, NHL Hockey on Sportsnet or TSN, whatever channel it's on, Tampa Bay Lightning are facing my beloved Maple Leafs. And this is going to age like milk because I don't think that game is going to go well. I need a drink. And I have here a 7-Up Mojito. I don't drink a lot of pop. But this has been in my fridge since the summertime, and you're going to get a little review before I get into my raw review just now. It's literally 7-Up with a peppermint aftertaste. Not that good, not that bad. So, Triple H and Steph arrive at the arena hand in hand. They do a little twirl, they do a little kiss, and also backstage, Shane McMahon is pacing back and forth in the parking lot waiting for Vince. Picking off this show, we have Chris Jericho defending his newly won intercontinental title against X-Pac. Jericho cuts a promo ahead of this saying that the title is finally around the the waist of a showman and the Ayatollah of rock and roll. This is my show. This is Raw is Jericho He is interrupted by Bucket Hack. Bucket hat Xbox. Say that five times fast. And Xbox, like, I don't know who's, what's, wor- I'm s- sick of your crap or what I'm sicker of. Here it is. I don't know what I'm sicker of, your crap, or the people here that are buying it. I realized here that these two are old WCW opponents, and if I'm not mistaken, either... Jericho took the cruiserweight title off of Sixpock, or vice versa. I can't really remember. And Hexpock says that I'm greater than you at knowing how to treat a lady. See, the last time, you know, I was going to make a reference here to a one night in China, but I, I can't. It's no, no. I'm, I'm not going there at all. So, Xbox said not up or shut up during No Not November. Just the audacity. Frets, it was December 1999, and No not November wasn't a thing back then. Shut up. I'm recording this in early November. So, put your belt on the line. And put the belt on the line. He did. China's music hits, and she is just standing imposingly on the ramp, hands at hips, just standing there watching. Of course, with her meme, Miss Kitty. X-Pac misses a wheel kick and Jericho lands that beautiful triangle dropkick that he still lands 24 years after this match, including, I think both times I saw Jericho wrestle live in Toronto at Dynamite and Forbidden Door respectively. Chris Jericho gets jerked off the rope. Xbox gets a kick. He goes for the Bronco Buster, but is denied and gotta say here, seeing the Bronco Buster as a heel move makes it look a little more hmm. I'm going to say the word aggressive. I was going to say another word here, but it's a word that Vince McMahon is going to utter on screen. And it's weird. It's just like, as a baby, I face he's like, yeah, yeah. Get on these nuts. And then as a heel, it like going, yeah, get on these nuts. It's, you're a little too forward and aggressive with that, Mr. Waltman. Chris Jericho gets a wheel kick of his own, hits a Judas effect. Just a regular back elbow frets. It's a Judas effect, okay? And a moonsault. Chris Jericho powerbombs X Pac into the walls of Jericho. China distracts the referee, comes down to the ramp here. X Pac is tapping behind the referee's back. And then she levels the ref. We have a DQ, and X Pac makes a beeline probably to film something with China. Um, and this match ends in some kind of schmaz, disqualification. The official announcement was, and still Intercontinental Champion Chris Jericho, but there's no pinfall. There was no visual, well, there was a visual submission. Oh uh, yeah, man, we're, we're off to a good start here with uh, <laughs> the regime. Backstage. Triple H and Stephanie walk past Shane, kind of taunting him, kind of egging him on. And Shane wants no part of this. He yells at Steph, like, you know, you make me sick. You know that? You 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 guys make me sick right now. You know, do you have any idea what you did to your father, what you've done to this family? And then we get into the next match with Godfather versus sexual chocolate, Mark Henry. Well, folks, it's time. We see something that hasn't been on screen in, I think, maybe about a couple of months at this point in time. It's GTV. You know, that grainy footage, that secret camera that's backstage watching the wrestlers piss while Val makes fun of Big Show's dick, calling him, how does he call that? The Big Show? Mm -hmm." And, uh, you know... Mariana putting on a fake black eye to make it look like her boyfriend Chaz had been her mosh was abusing her and wrestlers picking their nose and eating it or talking to... GTV was something else. It was weird stuff. So we see grainy footage of Mark Henry in bed. He's like that was the most erotic, incredible, unbelievable experience I've ever had. Camera pans out. It's Mae Young with a cigar, and she's like, "You're probably going to want to huddle right now, aren't you?" Takes a big huff of that cigar, and everyone in the ring is just like shocked. And William, even while introducing. Mark Henry walking down to the ring here can't help but almost laugh under her breath. And we're here. We are mere weeks away from "Ah, pregnant. I can't wait. This is such good shit. (laughs) May Young, who is 76 at this point in time, and taking bumps like you wouldn't believe, and even like grabbing the people, the men that did these bumps and says, Better enough. Go easy on me. You go easy on me, I'll kick your ass. Yes, ma'am. Yep, yep, Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So out she comes to distract the godfather who gets schoolboyed by Mark Henry and wins. Okay, this is... We're off to a good start here, folks. Backstage, Shane McMahon sees a limo with a nice little wreath on the front. Pulls up to the arena. And Vince has a sledgehammer and he is making a beeline. And Shane's like, hey, hey, come on, come on. Come on, Vince, don't do it. No, Use your head. Something my brother would often say. Vince then goes to the DX locker room. Busts down the door with the hammer and there's nobody there. And then he's like, Vince? She's your daughter. I'm not coming to ringside. You're going to ringside. I'm staying here. Right coming. Remember, Stephanie's your daughter. Then next up is a rather infamous kind of promo here. It's been shared a lot on Twitter, especially as of late, given, you know, Vince McMahon's escapades. So, He's in the ring calling out Triple H. Come on out here, you coward. Come on out here, you rapist. What have you done to my family? What have you done to my daughter? Triple H's music hits. Comes Stephanie McMahon. Who is just egging on her dad. And putting on that evil smirk. That only Stephanie. Can do. Someone's phone number is on screen. Says I'm single. Text all this number. Me too phone number. Me too. In 1999 and 2023. And. Stephanie continues to egg on her daughter. To hey what are you going to do with that hammer. Are you going to hit triple H. Are you going to bash my brains in. Come on dad. Are you going to bash my brains in. Well, I did love Andrew, but I wasn't ready to be married. So you got drunk, got picked up, and then got married without your consent in a drive-thru. Okay, I see what it's like. And I'm not your little girl anymore, Dad. I'm going to do things my way. I I used to get butterflies seeing Triple H. And then he did something that you always did, and that's make business personal. Like that time you had me abducted and locked in a basement. You put me there. You had people go through my private stuff. You had me almost sacrificed, tied to a symbol, and married to the undertaker just so you can screw with Stone Cold Steve Austin. You see, Dad, what goes around, comes around. You hurt me. And I decided to hurt you back by marrying the man that you hate more than anything in the world. Speaking of whom, out comes H. Who says, Vince, the one mistake I made at Armageddon was leave you unconscious so you could see us seal the deal with a kiss, which he does. And Vince McMahon is irate. We see backstage footage of him storming to his limo, saying, you know, Get me out of this place. It stinks. I can't breathe. The same air as that son of a bitch. And him and Shane just drive off. Triple H Stephanie sees this and says, well, who's going to run the show now? I guess it has to be us. So this here is the unofficial kickoff of the regime, not the authority. No, no, that that was way after that. That was like the precursor. No, this is the precursor to the authority. This is the regime. I mean, same thing. It's Triple H and Stephanie power tripping like crazy. But yeah, they really went universe mode on this episode of Raw. And we're going to get into it right now with the Rock and Sock connection versus the Dudley boys. Another infamous bit here where the Rock is doing what he usually does. At a certain town, let's say. He scopes out the local sports icon. This being a former Tampa Bay Devil Rays player, Wade Boggs. Who was fresh off of laying unconscious on the barroom tile for seven years. Pit the Elder. Lord Palmerston. He asks what wade's favorite food is no he doesn't ask he knows rock says i know that your favorite food is poultry so what i want you to do is go get yourself a chicken shine it up real nice you're a patient hitter wade so keep shining it then of course turn that sandwich sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass duds cut a promo here that oh i remember this one like it was yesterday All over, probably Botchamania, all over WWE.com, Attitude Era DVDs, and network specials. This is when Bully Ray was still stuttering. Today, Junior. Of course, they do the promo where Devon's like, Don't you know the three commandments? Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, and then... Over with foul shot Not Mess with the. Like, who the hell are these Rudy Poos? Don't you know by now we are the. It doesn't matter. And we get into a match here where The Rock low blows Devon, Foley gets a clothesline on Devon, and then finally, for a good chunk of the match, Foley is worked over by the heels. We then get a chair in the ring. The Rock makes a chase. Bubba uses a chair. We have a schmoz and the bell rings. We get a Rock and Sock win by disqualification. And then Triple H comes out and says, no, no, you guys didn't get the memo. You see, this match is no disqualification. Rock says that I don't give three jugs of monkey piss if this is no DQ or not. So what I want you to do is to walk your little ass down here to the People's Ring and get your ass kicked by the People's Champ and bring that little tramp with you. We then see a whole whack of unprotected chair shots for everybody. A wazzup headbutt to McFoley, Bubba with a Spagingo back body drop. Ding! He misses the Santon. Rock gets the hot tag with a Samoan drop and a spine buster. The people's elbow results in a two count because the referee is pulled out of the ring by Devon, I think, and is punched in the face. We get a disqualification? Except not really, no. Triple H comes back out and waves off another referee to come into the ring. A man in a Vince McMahon mask. The Vince McMahon mask referee strikes once again. And then the Dudleys pin Mankind. The Vince the Vince McMahon mask guy makes a pretty fast count. The match is over. Then he is attacked and revealed to be, of course, a thorn in their side as of late. Mr. Al Snow. He is double teamed, and the Dudley Boys come back into the ring, eat a rock bottom, and Jimmy Corderis, who was the official ref in this match, makes the pin. And the only question here I have is who actually won? I'm not going to bother looking onto the SmackDown Hotel wiki right now to check that, but it appears that the Rock and Sock may have won this match. Maybe the regime reverses this decision and gives it to the Dudley boys. I don't know. This was some very convoluted stuff. And Monday Nitro with Russo. I mean, that looked like it was a chore and it was kind of on the fly. Triple H and Stephanie are making things up as they go here. They're passing the N64 controller in WrestleMania 2000 here, taking turns, beating on test. It's, Something else. Backstage. Stephanie McMahon and Triple H are having a chat. A chat with Xbox Who for some reason. Is wearing scuba gear. Making me think of Scuba Steve. From the movie. Uh, Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. Don't I wipe my own ass. Next up here. We are seeing preparations for. Pudding match. Oh, boy. But backstage, we get the Mean Street Posse. Hallelujah. We walk in and talking to Triple H and Stephanie. You know, hey, no hard feelings. You know, we want to be a part of this. Blah, blah, blah. And then Stephanie's like, yeah, except that you never respected me. In fact, you always berated me. Especially you, Joey. So we're putting you guys in a match tonight with the Acolytes. Good luck. Bye bye. Next up here was the Cat versus Terry in a pudding match. I instantly skipped. Cat wins, retains the women's title in a bowl of chocolate pudding, and Lillian gets thrown in the pool. Because here come the women, I guess. JR and the King are now plugging a new toy the hot new Latitude era toy for Christmas. Stone Cold Steve Austin wired.com 12 inch figure, 12 inches of venom, if you will, where you can download Stone Cold Steve Austin promos to this doll and make this action figure doll, whatever you want to call it, hot promos. Trick the King tries to make it work, but he fails to, and JR has to reiterate. No, no, it really works here, folks. Go to Electronics Boutique and uh, and pick this thing up. We then see the Posse versus the Acolytes. They have a little history here dating back to Sunday Night Heat a couple of weeks ago where the Posse would attack the soon-to-be APA backstage, just hitting them with foreign objects and whatnot and jumping them backstage, throwing them into walls. And Tony Chimel is here to fill in for a anna- guest, announcing the rest of the night. Joey Abs immediately eats a clothesline from Hell by Bradshaw. We get a double spinebuster on Pete, a one-armed spinebuster by Farouk on Rodney, an unprotected chair shot right to Pete Gass's head, just dented the chair, probably sent the guy to concussion city, and. The APA just leave after this. I don't know if this is a no contest. I don't know if this was essentially a disqualification win by the posse, but posse got their asses handed to them. And this feud must continue. And then Jerry Lawler continues to play with this Stone Cold toy and he gets it to work. He holds it up to the microphone. You can barely hear, barely hear it. Because the speaker on this figure is probably like half an inch across Stone Cold's chest, but you can make it out that you can get, you know, the talk about Psalms, talk about three sixteen, John three sixteen, Austin three sixteen says, "I just whipped your ass." So download a probably like a media or an MP three of this, and then get him to say a dodgy-sounding promo. Full premise. Might have to go see if these things were on eBay just to see what they're like. Backstage, again, Triple H and the Outlaws are having a chat with a little charcuterie board backstage, and Road Dogg is like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have some of this ham. It's just crackers and cheese and hummus. We're gonna see a lot of these little charcuterie plates throughout the rest of the regime, because I guess McMahon-Helmsley faction here, they like to eat. I mean, you're going to be out there under those big bright lights that make you sweat like a hog. I mean, I was ringside for Forbidden Door. I was in the one of the upper decks for Dynamite, and it gets hot. It gets really hot really hot under there that's why folks when you're at a wrestling show for the love of everything that is pure holy and good wear deodorant at least pack it in your car and apply it when you park please we then see a cage being lowered to the ring but who's in this cage match triple h is like no sit here and enjoy watch this this is gonna be fun so we see hardy's The winner of the Terry Invitational Tournament, the tit with tit. I mean, Terry coming out to the ring with them and their opponents are Edge and Christian. Tonight, Monday Night Raw is brought to you by WavesMusic.com. I swear we're not Napster, but we're going to try Castrol GTX. It's for your car and your intestines. And WWF The Music Volume 4, which I definitely got for cassette for Christmas that year. Folks, this is a banger incoming. These two would have a cage match in, I believe, September, October of 2000. Because we have two of the best tag teams going today. And I'm looking at this, and I just think, man, imagine AEW books this on like a friggin' collision or some shit down the line instead of pay-per-view. You could make a lot more money putting these marquee matches on pay-per-view, Mr. Khan. So these two teams just beat the absolute crap out of each other, take all these high-risk bumps, a bunch of flips, a bunch of flops. We see a top rope Russian leg sweep by Christian onto Matt. Jeff climbs to the top and completely misses a Swanton bomb on edge. Nobody in the pool. Complete flat back from like 10, 15 feet up. Just, oh, ouch. Edge with a whisper in the wind takes out everybody. Matt starts to climb. Edge starts to chase. Everyone else follows. Even Jeff, who just ate nothing but shite, following that not swanton bomb. So finally, Matt and Christian are... On the outside of the ring, they're about to both jump off the cage, and hey, we're going to do a double elimination spot and make this match a draw. But the other two people who are currently in the ring run the ropes and knock Christian and Matt. I think, I think it was Christian, Christian and Matt off of it. But Tony Chimel says that according to the referee, this match must continue. So. I didn't mention here that the rules for this cage match were if one person from a tag team were to escape the cage, they win this match. So, OK, so nobody won here. So now you have the two other people in this match. Eventually, we have a bit where Jeff starts to climb the cage, but Christian is on the outside and carries them on his shoulders. Doomsday device style. And then Edge, in the other corner of our eye here, manages to crawl out of the ring and escape this match. Edge and Christian win this really strange, yet somewhat entertaining, salad steel cage match. Backstage, Kane and Steph are yelling at X-Pac and Tori, who... Cory looks like she's shivering and you know wearing a towel over her pudding caked on bikini, saying like, "Hey, yeah, Kane, you're in this triple threat match, or you're suspended for thirty days." And JR is like, "They're making this up as they go along." So we have the New Age Outlaws are out next. They do their whole bit, and Billy Gunn kisses these two young fans at ringside, who are a very young Austin and Colton, the Ass Boys. They look like they're no more than 10 years old apiece here. So this is your WWE (laughs) debut of the Ass Boys. Right before Cade makes his way to the ring, I could make out here that the Monitor here backstage, Kevin Dunn must have malfunctioned something because you can see like Kane entrance.exe, colored bars, and then finally right into Kane's entrance music. So this was initially booked as a triple threat match with Billy Gunn versus Road Dogg versus Kane, but of course, in proper regime faction, it wounds up being a handicap match. I gotta say, Kane's entrance theme here, okay? His OG theme with the organ intro. Top 10 wrestling themes of all time. Regardless of of how you may feel about Glenn Jacobs as a person, I honestly don't care what he thinks. I don't judge people based on their politics. I judge people based on their actions and how they treat other people. That being said, yes, his entrance theme is one of the top 10 themes of all time. Outlaws get a double suplex, but Kane sits up. We get a knockdown by Kane. Billy Gunn does the flare flop on the outside. Kane with the super Larry and the goozle and the choke slam on Billy, but Road Dog is there to make the save. Dog tries to pump handle Kane. Luckily, he does not try to, you know, thrust taunt Kane's behind like he always does to people who are. Going to get that Shiznet doggy style. We get a goozle and a low blow. Fae Master. Kane sits up. We get a suplex neck break of the 3DB, if you will. But a kick out by Kane. Finally, we get the spike pile driver and a double pin. And the champs win this glorified handicap, triple threat, handicap match against Kane. Triple H is putting the screws to Everybody here who has wronged him or anyone in DX. Lest we forget that X-Pac and uh, Kane are in the midst of a very intense feud. Backstage in the charcuterie room, Triple H and Steph are talking about the WWE Championship. Hey, how about Albert and the Boss Man? versus Big Show handicap match for the title that match is booked Boston Al versus the Big Show handicap match world title if Albert pins the Big Show boss man is the champ No, that's not how that works that's not fair Prince Albert probably wants to be the WWF champion too why not Ugh. yeah are we sure Russo's not pulling double duty here like he follows me on Twitter. I'm I'm gonna ask him right now. Uh, no, I'm not. During the big show's entrance, we see that flashing orange thing that we you know it's Taz, folks. So that's like literally his tattoo that he has on his arm. Is it on his arm? I don't remember. But the, the flashing orange bit, it, the mood is about to change. And change it does. Uh, Big Show choke slams everybody and wins this match. Just boom, boom. That's basically it. Backstage, the Outlaws are talking to Triple H and Steph, and Triple H and Steph that they demand that the Outlaws defend the tag titles tonight. And he's like, "You, who made you boss? Are are you the boss now or something?" Billy says, "Well, yeah, I kind of am, I guess." So, yeah, Stephanie. What do you think? He's like, yeah, I I like to see you in the ring tonight going for the tag titles. Why don't we make your tag team partner mm, someone that you have a lot in common with? How about Test? Oh, boy, I see where this is going. So it's Test and Triple H versus the New Age Outlaws for the tag team championship in your main event tonight. We can telegraph and see where this is going, folks. Yeah, benefit of hindsight. I watched this live in '99. I was 15. I was peak obsessed with wrestling. But we know where this is going. It's a glorified beatdown and burial. I'm not gonna use that that B word very often. But test really isn't the same after this. I mean, I think he has a run with the hardcore title in early 2000. Has a tag team with. Prince Albert and Tristratus Stratus and kind of aligns himself with the regime eventually. But yeah, Tester really isn't the same after this. I mean, there was apparently no real good endgame for him and Stephanie in the wedding anyways. It was going to get a Triple H eventually. But here we go. So the champs are beating down test through uh, this entire match. Triple H is standing on the apron, acting like he's hurt, or acting like he wants to get tagged in. So he drags Test to the corner, tags himself in, and then just stomps a mud hole in his ass, but doesn't walk it dry because he's not stone cold. They they grab everyone here, grabs Test. Stephanie slaps him back to Jacked or Shotgun Saturday Night or Metal or whatever D show was going on at this point in time. They get an unprotected chair shot, two tests head. X-POT comes down here for the pose down, and Stephanie McMahon does the crotch chop. And this was in the DX entrance video on the No Mercy video game the following year. Things are getting interesting on the WWE. We're getting a very heel-heavy, very heel-centric show here. We have the main antagonist here with with Triple H now. The top babyface in the company, arguably, at this point in time, is The Rock. With Stone Cold Steve Austin out of the picture with neck surgery, we got the feud that's going to take us throughout almost the entirety of 2000 again, eventually. So interesting things are going on here, and I'm looking forward to digging deeper into this era. So yeah, folks, that's it. That's it for this one. Uh, You can follow me on all the social medias. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Sometimes I'm on threads. Sometimes I'm on Blue Sky, uh, Facebook. But you can follow me on all those at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E-mania. This podcast is on Wrestle Addict Radio. Say it with me, kids. The cure for the common wrestling podcast. Be sure to also listen to the Kings of the Rings. I was on there with King Ricky just last week and it was a really fun time talking about previewing Crown Jewel. Uh, y'all know that Willie T and K Fabe are unavailable. They have uh, they have jobs and different work schedules now. So Willie Kay, if you're hearing this, I hope you're doing well. And when it's time, I hope to see your beautiful faces again on on screen live every Wednesday night on Twitter and Twitch and YouTube and whatnot. So King Ricky, you want have wanna have me on again? Anytime, you just hit me up. Also, although he is on a bit of a break, uh Mr. YLP, he dropped a new episode of his Young Lion's Journey, which has been documenting his his mental health over the past, he, he did it like late last year, early this year, he dropped a new one about shame, uh, I apologize I haven't gotten to it yet, but it's a topic I'm not very familiar with and would like to have hear about his insight so you're hearing this hope you're doing well hope you come back when you're ready and also my good brother my tag team partner from the game changer podcast nate the effing great my favorite wrestling banana going through his tna story arc on brace for impact be sure to also follow addict underscore wrestle on twitter sometimes i'm on there live tweeting whatever show that i happen to be watching wrestle addict radio on instagram and all the social medias we got new merch we got a patreon we got a discord the links will be in the description of this podcast but yeah join our discord we need a lot more action on there we want to shoot the shit with you so till next time folks ptfn ta-ta for now and keep your stick on the ice this has been a Russell Attic Radio branded podcast